Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it is January 1st, it's 2019, we have five basketball games to talk about here on New Year's Day. Interesting slate, we have you know, two games with double digit spreads, we have a little bit of injury news, um, You know, everybody with a bad taste in their mouth of Anthony Davis getting ruled out a minute or two minutes before a lock yesterday, um, thank, thank you Roto-Grinders um, lineup app because you know getting that news from the app and getting a chance with like no time to spare to switch to um i think i switched to durant didn't matter there were so many duds yesterday on my team that it really didn't matter but it was nice not to get the zero because of the rotor grinders app sending out the alert on New Year's Eve. That team, um, awesome job over there to get that news out, at least with the opportunity to make a swap. It is New Year's Day. I hope everyone had a fun and happy New Year's Eve and um, brought in the new year, watching ball drop and all that good stuff. Ready to talk about this five game slate. Before I talk about this five game slate, if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It is fantasydraft.com. Bunch of awesome stuff going on over there at Fantasy Draft. They have their NBA product going, NHL product going, you know, playoff football stuff coming up, and um, a ton of stuff to play. You know, different roster construction, different, just different. Because you know you can play up to five guards if you want to. You can play five centers. You don't have to play a small forward. If you don't want to play a shooting guard, you don't have to play a shooting guard. So there's a lot of lot of different ways to approach um, fantasy draft. You know they got their PGA product coming out, and um, you know stuff for Thursday that launches at 6 a.m. Thursday. So they got a fifteen thousand dollar NBA pick and roll tonight. That's the contest that we're gonna attack. With a 20-entry max, so that's certainly one that we'll be looking at here and um, looking for plays to play in that thing. So let's get started here on the slate. You know, every once in a while hits you. Something hits you. And, you know, I was uploading the podcast yesterday after Will and I got done, and I was like, man, April will be three years of doing this every day. Monday through Friday, and it's just crazy to think that, but, you know, New Year's, and you get all these New Year's resolutions, and I don't, you know, have any New Year's resolutions. I want to interact more with, you know, you guys that listen to the podcast on Twitter as much as possible and on Instagram. Um, You know, I'm going to be using Instagram more when I'm at the racetrack this year, you know, posting pictures and stuff and behind-the-scenes stuff, which would be fun. But, you know, it's more of just interacting with you guys. I think that, you know, with the podcast being a first look that I like to, I like to be able to answer questions later in the day, 
with players changing and you know i try to do it now but i'm going to try to do that even more with this year and um you know it's fun interacting with you guys i I like the fact that you guys listen to the podcast and i like the fact that we can interact so twitter is a great way to do that instagram doing little short videos and putting them on the story about players that might have changed and stuff is just stuff i'm going to be doing more of this year so Anyway, let's get into it. We start with Utah at Toronto. 212 total here. Toronto favored by three and a half. Uh, Kyle Lowry and Valanciunas already out. Ricky Rubio probable on the other side of this game. We'll start with the Utah Jazz. It's not the greatest matchup in the world here for Utah. Both of these teams, uh, decent defensively. They're both top 10 defensively in defensive efficiency. You know, the one position is the point guard position that Toronto kind of struggles. And a lot of that has to do with just Lowry missing games. Um, You know, it sounds like Rubio is going to be back and play his normal amount of minutes here. His price has dropped a little bit um, after going up. I don't think he's the worst option at 5,800. I wish he was a little bit cheaper. Um, Beggars can't be choosers though. You know, the other position that you like to target with Utah is the small or against um, Toronto is the is the small forward slash power forward spot because um, you know Kawhi will usually lock down you know the better shooting guard or the better small forward. So in this game, I wouldn't be shocked if we see Kawhi maybe try to stop Donovan Mitchell, um, and we see Joe Ingles have a decent game here. So I don't mind Ingles for tournaments. Um, I don't mind Jay Crowder. It's just his minutes are all over the place dealing with this thumb injury. So I think he's pretty risky. I think if I was going to take a shot on either like Crowder or Favors, it'd probably be Favors. Um, you know, if Crowder has this issue and it becomes more of a thing than what they're playing it off to be. You know, we could see extra minutes in this spot for favors. So I don't mind him as a a contrarian tournament play. But like I said, I I think for the most part, this is going to be one of those games I'm going to be very careful with because of how good both of these teams are defensively. Uh, On the Toronto side of things, I think Kawhi is certainly in play. Oh, and I guess I, I I kind of bury the lead with Utah. Like, this is a good spot for Rudy Gobert. Um, he's crushed in three straight games. This is a matchup here without Valanciunas. Um, this should be a spot that Rudy Gobert has a really good game, and I kind of bury the lead. He's certainly somebody I like. I completely overlooked him, not thinking about it. Uh, so I, I do like this spot for Rudy Gobert. Um, you know, he's certainly somebody I'd be looking at on this slate. It, you know, I think we'll talk about Drummond here in a minute um, against the Bucks, but you know, this is certainly a spot you can play Rudy Gobert. The Toronto side, I'd, I'd certainly like Kawhi. I know he's expensive, and he hasn't done much um, with Kyle Lowry out over the last couple games. But I think it's a good, you know, bounce back type of spot for him. You know, he's put up at least 19 shots in five of the last six games. He just hasn't been hitting shots. Um, you know, one for six from three last time against Chicago, eight for 22 from the field, um, and still put up 27 points. He was one rebound away. You know, he was, he was so close to having, you know, a 45-point game uh, against uh, Chicago, and now we're going to need more than 45 from him here. It's a tough matchup. 
so I could see fading him, but I could all, I just I think the upside is certainly high in this spot for Kawhi. And you know, outside of like Giannis and Lillard, depending on uh, Embiid, you know, we don't have too many top end options to pay up for in this spot. Uh, Van Vliet, you know, we know he's going to play around 30 minutes without Kyle Lowry in this spot. You know, his fantasy production has been solid and it's been consistent. He really hasn't shown upside, you know, outside of the Cleveland game. He was okay last time out against Chicago, but him, like, like Kawhi, Van Vliet just hasn't been hitting shots and he's been, you know, solid outside of not hitting shots. So I think this is a spot you can look to him. Siakam, you know, he's been playing 30 to 35 minutes a night. He has upside at that type of minutes. Um, so I don't mind him. Outside of that, um, I don't really see anything else I would take a shot on here. I'm not going to play like Wright or any of these guys on the cheaper end. We do have some cheaper options, and I don't mind Serge Ibaka, but I think I'd rather play Siakam at just about the same price tag. So, um, Detroit at Milwaukee, 218 total. Milwaukee favored by 10.5 in this game. Um, injury news, not very much here. Illisova is still out. Ish Smith is still out. Um, when we look at the slate as just a whole, you know, Milwaukee, even with this big spread and their 114 implied team total, it's still three points lower than their season average. They're having averaging 117 points per game this season, so it's not necessarily a lock and load type of spot for Milwaukee. Now, when we look at the Detroit side of things, we'd love to play, you know, centers against Milwaukee. And one thing that I noticed when I was looking through it, um, looking through the slate a little while ago is Blake has had really good games against Milwaukee and Drummond has struggled. And, and you would think that this is a spot that Drummond would do well, but he really hasn't done well. Um, he put up 32 fantasy points the last time against this team. And he put up uh, 22 fantasy points in the first meeting. So, and he's averaging 32 minutes. It's not like he's not playing the minutes in those games. It's just he's he's struggled against this team. Brooke Lopez is extending him. Blake's getting the rebounds. So, I think I lean towards Blake. You know, Brooke Lopez is going to extend Drummond, make him guard him at the three-point line. It's going to open up the opportunity for Blake to, you know, get rebounds and score some buckets, uh, easy buckets here. So I, I think this is a spot that I would target Blake over Drummond, but don't be shocked if Drummond goes out and has a big game here. Um, so, and, and then like Reggie Jackson's really, really cheap on DraftKings and fantasy draft. He's 4,800. His price continues to come down and continues to be consistent. He's certainly a value play that I'm looking at on this slate. Um, that I know that I can just count on the minutes if this game stays remotely close. And I don't hate Reggie Bullock at 4K. I think he has a little bit of upside at that price. Um, not my favorite play on the slate, but he's certainly somebody I would look at. And, you know, Luke Kennard hasn't done much since coming back from injury, but his minutes are starting to increase a little bit. He's certainly somebody we're going to be watching. He shot lights out the last two games. Um, so... We'll have to see if his minutes get extended a little bit because if he starts to play in like the mid-20s to upper 20s in minutes, um, he's certainly somebody we'd start looking at playing. 
On the Bucks side of things, you know, Giannis is really expensive on the slate. I don't think that I would necessarily go to Giannis on this slate. He's, you know, almost he's almost always safe. You know, he's not necessarily typically going to have a dud game. You know, he's gone under 50 twice in the last 10 games. So at least eight out of the last 10 games, he's put up at least 50 fantasy points. So the safety with Giannis is certainly there. You know, outside of that, I don't mind this spot for Bledsoe. Um, I've talked about it multiple times. I'd much rather play Bledsoe at home than on the road. But, you know, he's crushed his team twice already this season. Uh, put up 38 and 42 fantasy points at 6,200. Give me 38 all day long. So Bledsoe probably my favorite play from the Bucks in this spot. Um, don't mind Middleton. He's starting to shoot the ball a little bit better after, you know, slumping a little bit. So I love shooters that are starting to get hot and Middleton starting to shoot the ball well. So I think you could play Middleton and Bledsoe and not play Giannis in this game. And I think you'd be fine. Um, Brogdon, I, I don't mind him. It's just more about minutes. His minutes have been consistent recently. He's put up 30 fantasy points in four of the last seven games. So there's certainly upside at 5,600 for him. I don't like the spot for Brooke Lopez. You know, as much as he'll extend Drummond, Drummond should be able to beat him up inside. So, you know, the foul potential is certainly there for him. Uh, just there's better ways, I think, to go in this spot. New York at Denver, 217.5 total. Denver favored by 13.5 in this game. Moutier is questionable. Cantor is probable. And then Barton is out, but Gary Harris is getting really close. We just saw Paul Millsap come back last game. Looking at the New York side of things, you know, Denver's been a really solid defensive team. They've been really good against guards this season. Uh, but if Moutier sits, I think you can certainly look at um, – Burke, it would be whoever gets whoever draws the start uh, for Moutier would be the guy that I think I would target. So you'd have to really pay attention to whoever whoever draws the start. I think would play um, the minutes. Alonzo, Alonzo probably plays thirty minutes if he draws the start. Burke probably plays like twenty five, but they're both really cheap. So whoever draws the start, if Moutier sits, would be the guy that I'd play um, as a value play today. And I don't hate fading this situation either if it's going to be very popular because I could see it busting as well. Um, I don't mind Hardaway Jr. here. You know, they have been good against guards, uh, but his usage is still through the roof. So I don't mind taking a shot on him. You know, Vonley's minutes have been... Pretty consistent outside of the blowout against Utah, which, you know, we got to throw that game out. Outside of that, 35, 33, 37, 36 minutes in those four games. So I don't mind Vonley in the spots. We'll definitely probably need, need his size. With Denver, with Denver having Millsap and Jokic back. Not Jokic back, but Millsap back. Um, and then... 
you know, one of the better value plays is probably Luke Cornett. Uh, he's been playing really solid minutes recently with Cantor dealing with this issue. So if Cornett's in the starting lineup again and they continue to use him um, in the starting lineup and let him play around 30 minutes, you know, he's certainly somebody at 4,600 who pay off that price tag. Even in a tough matchup against Denver, uh, I think that we could potentially see him um, hit value here. On the Denver side of things, obviously you're going to pay attention to the Gary Harris news, but this is an excellent spot for Denver. They have the second highest implied team total uh, on the slate with Portland being slightly ahead of them. Uh, they're 5.8 more points than their season average in this spot. The only thing that concerns me a little bit is the pace isn't going to be crazy here, but New York is 29th in defensive efficiency. They're bottom 10 against every position. Uh, so this is a spot for Denver that there is some, there is some upside here. Now, I don't think I get Jokic at, at 9,800 in a game that I'm a little worried doesn't stay close. So I don't know if I want to pay up for him. Um, I don't hate this spot for Jamal Murray. We've seen point guards uh, that can hit shots and shoot well. Just crush this New York team. Um, Jamal Murray is shooting the ball a lot right now. So Jamal Murray would probably be my favorite play from Denver. Um, Plumley lost minutes to Millsap coming back, but Hernan Gomez did not lose minutes. He still played 35 minutes the other night against Phoenix. So if I was going to play one of those two guys, I'd probably play Hernan Gomez. He was a rebound away from a double double. Um, you know, put it would have put him right at 30 fantasy points. So he certainly has upside at this $5,200 price tag. But if I was going to play one of those two guys, it'd be him. I don't think I could trust Millsap yet. You know, I, I want to see his minutes kind of increase before I would play him. But if for some reason we get news that he is going to, you know, slide back into the starting lineup and play his minutes, he's 5,400. Um, he's coming off of a broken toe, though. I think they're going to be careful with him. I think they're going to ease him back. Uh, so I, I don't think this is necessarily a spot that I would end up on him. Uh, obviously if Gary Harris plays, you know, you got to downgrade, you know, the guard situation here. I don't think I would touch, um, Beasley. If that happens, Beasley has been playing really, really solid too. Like he's a decent value play in this spot. Um, if, if Barton Barton sits, Again, I think Beasley is a guy at 4,100. I would definitely take a shot on in tournaments, uh, knowing that he would probably get extended run in a game that doesn't stay close. So, um, outside of that, nothing really else. You know, maybe a, a tournament flyer, Monte Morris, but you know, these last two games are going to be really solid. We're going to have a lot to talk about here. So, let's move on to those. Portland at Sacramento, 230 total. Portland favored by one and a half in this game. Bagley's still out. Um, you know, Portland, like I said, highest implied team total right now on this slate, waiting on a line uh, in the Clippers game. But obviously that game could be massively high, you know, depending on what happens with Embiid. So that game could push the highest implied total here. Um, injury news in this game, like I said, Bagley's out. Portland sounds like they're good to go. So let's start with the Portland side of things. They're going into Sacramento. 
They're going to receive the biggest pace bump on the slate. You know, home teams always favorable for the pace. So we, we see, we're going to likely see Portland run a lot in this game. You know, this is really a great spot for Lillard. I know he's been struggling recently. Um, you know, he put up a, a good game against Golden State a couple games ago. But really, over his last four games, he really hasn't, you know, shown too much upside. This is certainly a spot he could hit his upside game. So I don't mind Lillard. But I think C.J. McCollum's in play here. Sacramento's one of the worst teams in the league against shooting guards. Um, this is a spot that I think C.J. McCollum at 66 He's a shooter, and he's going to need to hit shots to get there. Um, but against this team, you know, he's going to have plenty of open looks. So I don't mind that. Uh, Nurkic is certainly in play. You know, they blew out Philly the last game and kind of ruined his run of forty plus fantasy point games. Um, so this is certainly a spot Nurkic could, you know, have that upside game as well. So. Really like the three studs from Portland. Um, I could see playing two of them together. I don't think I would play all three of them together in this spot. Uh, Value-wise, I don't mind Aminu. You know, Mo, Mo Hartless should play here. So you don't want to play Turner um, in, in this spot. Like, I don't mind taking a shot on Aminu or Harkless for value. On the Sacramento side of things... You know, the, the position that you want to attack Portland with um, has been the power forward spot. So, you know, this is a spot for Bielitsa. I think that, you know, obviously it just depends on the type of minutes he has in this game. If he gets the run here, if he plays 28 minutes, if he plays 30 minutes in this spot, he should crush. Like, he should have a really good game here. You know, with Bagley being out, he's really the guy that typically gets the power forward minutes. So I'm hoping that, that he'll get some run here and we'll be able to use him. Um, the other guy that I like here, you know, as far as value goes before we talk about Fox is Shumpert. You know, he's a guy that I know he had a massive game against the Lakers and it's kind of increased his price. But... You know, you look at that game on the 30th against the Lakers and, you know, he just shot three for 12 from that game and still put up 22 fantasy points. So they're giving him the run right now. Um, I definitely don't mind him. But really the guy we need to talk about here is um, Darian Fox. You know, he's been absolutely crushing recently. His fantasy points per game over the last four games is eight points higher than his season average. You know, he, he it's not the best matchup on the in the on the in the on the slate, but when we look at defensive real plus minus in this matchup, like it's a top eight matchup for him. So the guy has just been super consistent over the last you know six games. Uh, realistically, the whole month of December, this guy has been really good. So I think Darian Fox is. Uh, certainly somebody that you can consider paying up for if you're going to build maybe more of a balanced approach today and not really like target Giannis or Kawhi and you're just going to live in this 7-8K range with a couple value guys. I think Fox is certainly somebody I'd be looking at here. Um, and, you know, last but not least, 
is Willie Colley Stein. I don't hate him here. He has upside at this price. He's not my favorite center play on this board, but I don't I don't mind Willie Colley Stein here. A lot, I told you guys, a lot of lot of lot of plays in these last two games. Like the late hammers are are real real today. So Philadelphia at LA taking on the Clippers. Uh, like I said, we're waiting on a total for this one. Embiid is the big question mark. Why we're waiting on a total here? Um, obviously, if he doesn't play, it's going to make a huge difference. Um, I, I guess we're going to start with Philadelphia. So let's start with them. Looking at this team. With Embiid off the floor this season, um, oh, I forgot to take. I got to take um, Fultz off too. I must forget that have been Ben. So taking um, Fultz off with Embiid off, looking at the usages and stuff, it's really been the biggest bump for Jimmy Butler. Uh, almost a 9% increase in usage, 0.3 fantasy point per minute increase. So he's averaging 1.36 fantasy points per minute with a 33% usage rate in 250 minutes. Um, ben Simmons gets a nice bump. JJ Reddick gets a huge usage bump. Um, so that's definitely something to note because he's on the cheaper side of things. So if Embiid sits here, I think Simmons is a high floor play. Um, he should have a really good game with no Embiid in this spot. I don't mind him. But, like, realistically, the guy that I like the most here, and it shouldn't be shocking after I just kind of read off the numbers, if Embiid sits, Butler's the play for me. He, he would be a top-end play for me. I know he struggled in the Portland game. I think it's an excellent bounce back spot. So Butler would be the, the main target for me. And then JJ Redick, like I said, on the cheaper end, you know, his usage goes up. He's 5,100. He has 30, 30 plus point upside. So JJ would be somebody I'm looking at if Embiid sits. If Embiid plays, I still like this game. I still think there are pieces you can use here. I think Embiid would be in play. If he plays in this game and they say he's good to go with this knee injury, um, I think they're going to be very careful with him um, with the, any type of injury. So we'll have to see. But if he's good to go, I'm sure he's good to go. They're not going to roll and beat out for 20 minutes. Um, they'd rather sit him than do that. So if Embiid plays, I don't mind Embiid. I don't mind Simmons. Um, I think Simmons' triple-double upside goes up if Embiid plays. So I don't hate him. In this spot, um, I wouldn't even mind playing JJ Redick if Embiid plays, just how cheap Redick is. Uh, I think he's definitely in play. Um, and then I'm like, as far as like Muscala in this spot, um, like I don't hate him. I just, the minutes for him and Amir Johnson are just all over the place. So I think we could potentially just see. Um, both of these teams go smaller with like a Harrell. Um, let's see here. And then on the Clippers side of things, they're starting, they're pretty much back to full strength here. You know, the, the position you like to attack Philadelphia with is the point guard position, but can't really trust the point guard situation with the Clippers with Beverly and those guys. Um, 
minutes wise. So I don't think I'm going to attack that. Uh, I don't mind Tobias Harris at 7,300. It's not the best matchup in the world for Tobias. Um, but at 73, he certainly has some upside. I think Harrell's interesting, you know, especially if Boban starts. If Boban starts, Harrell typically plays, you know, in the 30s, uh, right at 30 minutes. So I don't mind Harrell here at 6,800. Like I said, I could see this game going small and Harrell getting a lot of runs. So uh, as far as like SGA, I don't think the minutes are enough right now to target him. Um, even if Boban starts, I don't think that I would play him in this spot. Um, just because in his recent starts, they've only been giving him like 13 to 15 minutes. And if he's going to be super chalky because he draws a start, um, I, I don't mind the game theory play of fading him and going somewhere else. So, um, Again, man, every time every time I usually do this by myself, the podcast, the smaller slates, I usually write down my morning grind game as I go. And I totally did not do that again. But, so I'm going to do it as we go here. So my favorite game to go over under here on this slate would be Sacramento. I love that game. I hope that I hope that's the game that goes over. Um, that's the game. That I'm going to be targeting the most of. So that's certainly the game I like the most. Um, let's see here. My favorite play under 5X to go or 5K to go 7X is Luke Cornett. Um, hoping that he draws another start and can continue to crush uh, over 8K, not the 5X. Today, I'm going to go with. Andre Drummond. Again, I think it's a day to play Blake over Drummond. And then my favorite 6X play on this slate would be just kind of hoping this game stays close enough to give him some. Like, if Embiid is out, it's Butler. But not knowing the Embiid news, I'm going to go with Jamal Murray. So on that note, again, I hope everyone had an awesome New Year's. Welcome to 2019. Welcome to the 2019 morning grind. Um, as always, appreciate you guys listening. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow, breaking down tomorrow's slate. Good luck in your contest, and we will see you then.